This is Global News Watch, a look at the uh, international headlines outside of Korea. We are pleased to be joined here in the studio by our reporter for a uh, Thursday, I believe, uh, Lee Seung-min. Seung-min? Yes, good nice morning. To nice to meet you. All right, so we are going to begin in the UK. Seung-min health officials there are warning that COVID-19 may be causing a new and rare inflammatory condition in children? That's right. According to UK pediatric specialists, a small but rising number of children are becoming ill with a rare syndrome that could be linked to coronavirus, with reported cases showing symptoms of abdominal pain and cardiac inflammation. Uh, Medical experts have been investigating a possible connection between coronavirus and an inflammatory disease found among infants, but no direct link has been found so far. And it follows a rise in children being admitted to hospital with symptoms of Kawasaki disease, which include multi-system inflammation and flu-like symptoms. So we have then uh, a a serious kind of side effect, we can say, uh, in regards Mm -hmm. to COVID-19 and how it's been uh, uh, devastating uh, the health community. Now, uh, this fear with kids. Meanwhile, Spain is announcing de-escalation measures for COVID-19. They have been one of the worst hit countries in the world uh, with the pandemic, but there uh, finally appears to be some light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez held a conference on Tuesday evening to explain his government's plan for the de-escalation of coronavirus confinement measures in Spain. Sanchez has outlined a four-phase de-escalation plan for Spain, but not all territories will move at the same pace. Uh, The plan has been branded as a transition to a new normality, and on May 4th, phase zero, which is a preparation step, will begin. And the four-phase plan includes ongoing mobility limits until the de-escalation is over, potentially at the end of June, meaning people will, for now, still not be able to visit family members or their second residences if they're at another province. And unlike France or Italy, which have announced a timeline for the reopening of shops and businesses, Spain is uh, taking a more loosely in terms of phases that will each last for at least two weeks and will be applied according to the province rather than the region. And Spain has over 236 infections now with around 24,000 deaths. So it could be considered maybe a slightly more measured approach, uh, maybe more unique to the actual situations on the ground. That's right. Uh, And we unfortunately have to say that uh, we see Uh, Spain, uh, kind of these three countries vying with each other uh, in terms of uh, which area had the worst outbreak. Uh, Obviously, I think a lot of people now feel the UK is eventually going to be headed uh, Mm -hmm. in the situation where they are the worst hit among the European countries. But as we know, the initial epicenter in Europe was Italy. Uh, They are now slowly perhaps on the path to recovery. They're taking some very small steps to restart their economy uh, as early as this week. Yes, uh, seven weeks on from its imposed lockdown, Italy has now set out plans for easing its restrictions. Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte has announced that measures will be relaxed from May 4th as well for this country after the country recorded its lowest number of new confirmed cases since March 10th. And from then on, uh, Italian citizens will have more freedom in moving around their regions and in who they can visit. And manufacturers, construction companies, and some wholesalers will be allowed to reopen, followed by retailers two weeks later. And restaurants and bars will be also allowed to reopen fully from the beginning of June, although takeaway businesses will uh, be able to open possibly much earlier. But Conte said that social distancing measures will need to continue for months to come and urged members of the public to stay at least a meter apart from each other. And Italy has 203,000 confirmed cases and the second highest death toll in the world of 27,682. 
Well, uh, they have been hard hit, and there's been a lot of sympathy, of course, uh, to the people there uh, who've been struggling with this uh, for well over a month now. We're moving now, though, to a region that uh, we can even say is maybe even in a much more pessimistic situation. Brazil, uh, they are creeping closer to becoming one of the world's hardest hit uh, by the uh, coronavirus pandemic. The number of cases there is growing, and and to add to that, uh, there's been some political discord over how the nation has been responding. That's right. The number of coronavirus cases in Brazil have skyrocketed in recent weeks, uh, pushing many hospitals to the brink and prompting health experts to warn that the country is on its way to becoming the next global hotspot, while cases plateau in other hearted countries as well. The mountain cases have pushed some hospitals to even leave some victims to die at homes, unfortunately. Uh, Brazil is emerging as potentially the next big hotspot for coronavirus amid President Jair Bolsonaro's insistence that it's just a little flu and there's no need uh, for sharp restrictions. Brazil officially reported about 4,500 deaths and almost 67,000 confirmed infections. But the true numbers there, as in many other countries, are believed to be vastly higher given the lack of testing and the many people without severe symptoms who haven't sought hospital care. Similar story we've heard in uh, Japan and the U.S., unfortunately, as far as lack of testing and uh, people just not really knowing uh, if they have this or not. Uh, President Bolsonaro also managing to add a a third ingredient to this, uh, what we can say, toxic mix is uh, throwing a little political crisis here. Uh, He had a decision last week to replace the uh, federal police chief, and that has now sparked an investigation. It sure has. Brazil's Supreme Court has ordered an investigation into accusations that President Jair Bolsonaro sought to interfere with with police investigations for political gain. Bolsonaro now faces another major battle, and this is potentially his biggest political crisis since taking office. Uh, The Supreme Court on Monday local time authorized an investigation of claims that Bolsonaro interfered with federal law enforcement. And former Justice Minister Sergio Moro, a highly popular politician in the country, made the bombshell accusation during his resignation speech on Friday, the same day Bolsonaro announced he had fired the federal police chief. And the findings, which will be handed over to the attorney general, could result in either a request for a political trial against Bolsonaro or an indictment against Moro for a false testimony. Moro, who is a former anti-corruption judge, resigned on Friday after clashing with Bolsonaro over the sacking of the federal police chief. Uh, During Moro's announcement of his resignation Friday last week, he said Bolsonaro had told him on multiple occasions that he wanted to replace the head of the federal police with someone who could facilitate facilitate access to investigations and intelligence reports. Most likely not adding to the optics of this. Bolsonaro named a family friend to head the federal police, uh, some accusations of cronyism there. And this was uh, uh, appointed just days after the uh, country's justice minister quit. That's right. The government's official gazette confirmed the appointment of new federal police chief Alexandre Ramajem, who took charge of the president's security after he was stabbed on the campaign trail in 2018. Ramajem, who joined the federal police in 2005, has the fewest years of service of any officer tapped to lead the force. He has run the Brazilian intelligence agency since July of this year. But a Brazilian Supreme Court justice on Wednesday blocked President Bolsonaro's pick to run the federal police after an opposition party argued that the appointment of a family friend would allow Bolsonaro inappropriate influence over law enforcement. Uh, Bolsonaro's appointee, Ramajem, and the presidential press office didn't immediately respond to requests for a comment. 
After Trump's uh, election back in 2016, which shocked the world, uh, there have been a lot of these uh, kind of trends of uh, other world leaders emerging who who have been kind of given the moniker of that country's Trump, like uh, Duterte is considered Philippines' mm-hmm. version of Trump. And uh, Brazil, uh, now as uh, Bolsonaro took power, extreme right-winger, also known as the uh, Brazilian Trump. For, for supporters of what Trump represents uh, to, Trump. to the people, uh, that might be a great thing. But we're seeing with policies now and, and mm-hmm. with this political strife, uh, there seems to be a pattern here. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes long term. But it does seem like it's discord and chaos and, and mayhem uh, as it stands right now in the political sphere. All right. Uh, we are going to leave it there. Uh, Seung-min, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Nice meeting you. Thank you.